millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's Monday again, and you know what time that means. Time for another Monday Mail Time episode with me, Molly. I'm here in the Paranormal Activity Studios once again here to read your amazing paranormal stories. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Molly. I'm the producer of the Paranormal Activity with a Vet Fielding podcast. And if you've ever got in touch with us, whether that's on email, WhatsApp or socials, it's probably me that you've been speaking to. Now we get so many of your amazing paranormal stories come through. We can't fit them all onto the episode, so we wanted to dedicate a whole episode just for you and your stories. So here we are. It's Monday Mail Time. Oh, there he is. There's our resident owl. He's back again. But luckily, I think he has something for me today. Thank you very much. Okay, so today's letter is from Katrin. It's titled, My Haunting Experiences, I Definitely Do Believe in the Paranormal. So let's jump right into it. She writes, Dear Yvette and team, Firstly, your podcast is super. It's not only very informative, but also, of course, very spooky. Every week, I'm really excited for a new episode. After all those topics you were talking about, I felt like it was the right time to write to you. I've had my fair share of paranormal experiences ever since I was a teen. Although being German by birth, I've always felt very attached to Britain, England in particular. Perhaps you were born in Britain in a past life. Who's to say? Anyway, so she writes, So my very firstly ghostly experience back then was when an English friend of mine who lived in Germany came over to our house one evening and he was a bit down in the dumps. We were alone in the sitting room of my parents' house when he suddenly looked up towards the door to the hallway. So did I, just in time to see an opening half wide all by itself. My friend then told me that it was his uncle who passed away a couple of years ago previously and to whom he felt very close. His uncle always appeared in times my friend was feeling sad. I suddenly felt very cold and was frightened to bits and my friend kindly informed me of the whereabouts of his beloved uncle. He was apparently standing right in front of me. I don't even know how I'd react if somebody who is seeing spirits is telling me that one's right in front of me and I feel the cold from it. Unless they were calm about it, which it seems that your friend was, I guess you'd be quite calm, but it sends a shiver down my spine. So a couple of years later, after finishing my A-levels, I lived in Brighton for a year and became acquainted with British ghost stories such as Hampton Court or Preston Manor, which fascinated me ever since. 
we are really lucky in Britain that we have such a rich history of hauntings really they go way back whether you're looking at a place like Hampton Court used by Henry VIII or you could even go to somewhere such as Pendle Hill which is literally a hill at the minute but that's meant to be super haunted by the Pendle witches as we've covered in a previous episode but yeah we are very lucky for it here about a year later I was back home and my godfather and uncle had a huge bash for his 50th birthday the day after we were about to say goodbye to my uncle, while approaching him, I suddenly had the oddest feeling like, what if I never saw him again? So I told him for the first time ever that I loved him. A week later, he was dead. This actually happened with another listener story where she went to visit her sister and her sister was playing with a child and she had something in the back of her mind when looking at them saying, oh, too bad she'll never see them grow up. And like in this story... A couple of weeks later, her sister was dead, which is horrible. Three months later, my paternal grandma and also my uncle's mother was in her last days. All of the family gathered by her side, but I had an important exam at college. So I asked my cousin to text me any news. I remember exactly the moment and time. It was 11.50am when I was overcome by a massive cold shower and goosebumps. So I had to put down my pen and wait a few minutes until I was able to continue with my exam. An hour later, I checked my mobile for any messages and found one from my cousin. She told me that our grandma had passed away a few minutes before. She sent the text at 11.53am. Your grandma must have given you a sign to let you know that, you know, it had happened and she'd passed on. A few years later, I moved to England once more, to Derby, to study my BA. Already in my first year, I took part in one of the pub ghost walks by Richard Felix. I was intrigued by the many stories that took place around the old town, although a uni friend of mine assisted at the war by making spooky noises in dark cellars. I felt seriously uncomfortable down there, but this may be due to the expectations and the darkness. However, my real first-hand experiences with the paranormal took place in my third year when I had a uni project of my own choosing at Annesley Hall in Nottingham, which I know you are familiar with. My first ever visit to the graveyard and how this entire connection came together is another story. Please send it through, send it through. On my two or three secret visits to the house... Secret? Secret visits? What are you doing there, Katrin? On my two or three secret visits to the house, I was accompanied by a lovely old man, whose name I'm not going to tell you, but you will surely know who I mean. He asked me straight away if I believe in ghosts, and I said I did, although I didn't recall any experiences until then apart from shuddery feelings in particular rooms. So he took me to the house, asking me to take as many pictures as I possibly could, I had an ordinary digital camera back then, and to never leave his side. As soon as we entered the gloomy great hall, he told me of the poor young servant girl who became pregnant and murdered and buried under the stairs. I took my first photo of the corner where the stairs were, using the flash. As soon as I had the picture taken, my friend asked me whether I had an orb on it. I checked the camera and yes, there was one single orb as bright as the full moon hovering over the stairs. The next picture I took of the same corner, the camera had some difficulties focusing on. I pressed the button and exactly at that moment I was hit by a cold shower. My friend said at the very same time that he felt a cold flush, which was probably the young woman's spirit greeting him. Again, I checked my camera and found this picture with misty little white particles all over it. This was rather extraordinary. I know Yvette's had some experiences with orbs, but I know you've always got to be careful that it's not dust or bugs or anything like that on the lens. Just being devil's advocate there. 
On that day, I took several other pictures of orbs flying around, misty developments only visible on camera, energy being drawn away from my camera in one room and working again in the next. Partly energy is about form. From a crystal pendulum session, she doesn't know the correct paranormal term for it and apologises. In that session later, they found that one of the misty shapes was the poet Lord Byron, who took quite a fancy to her and tried to catch her attention, which undoubtedly he did. She writes, A week later, we had another day to Annesley, but the night before, I went to bed not having thought of the place for a couple of days. I had the worst night of my life. It was before turning off the light when all of a sudden I felt weird and definitely not alone in my room. I was scared to bits and didn't turn off the light for the entire night, always wondering what was going on and not even daring to leave the room to go to the loo. It was crazy. I still remember this night too well. I wonder what was going on there. Is something maybe trying to keep you up so you don't go the next day to Annesley? Hmm. The next day, I drove up to Annesley and my new friend asked me how I slept last night. I was flabbergasted. I mean, why on earth would he ask me such a thing? He then told me that he kind of sent a bunch of spirits to my house the night before to check on me and to see if I really cared for the house as much as I said. So they must have been watching you and sort of analysing you to check that you were true to your word. She writes, We went into the house again that day where I kept taking hundreds of pictures again. And this time I took a photo again of the stairs in the Great Hall where my friends summoned the young woman's spirit. The pictures I took look like a flip book. One can watch the surroundings change. Later, we checked the photos on the computer, recognising a mist and a few orbs around the stairs. And then we both at the same time saw a translucent apparition of a young woman and a small baby sitting in her lap, looking straight into the camera. The poor woman was surrounded by at least two or three skeletons and demons. This was quite something. It gave us quite a fright, but nevertheless confirmed the story that the poor woman was kind of held captive by the wicked lord's demons, which he had summoned in his dark witchy cellars back all those years. There was so much going on with this house and this project of mine, it's too much to tell. When doing my master's degree back in Germany, we had a field trip to an old factory come Nazi concentration camp. It was horrid, I can imagine. We learned about the poor victims who had to queue down a staircase to get a health inspection and injections, which were, of course, poison. They died and were carried straight away to the crematorium downstairs. Our little group walked down these stairs and I felt wobbly, probably due to the knowledge of what had happened there. We then reached a big empty hall, the staircase lying in the semi-darkness behind us. I felt the urge to rush towards the brighter part, feeling very uncomfortable. I took a picture with some random camera of previous times and only noticed later at home a slight mist on one of them. And right in the mist, a vicious looking man in a doctor's lab coat, Nazi boots of the period and his hair combed to the side. He looked straight at me, a really nasty look. Do you think this was the spirit of a Nazi general who's going back or repeating himself and the work that he did? That's the, that's the worst one yet, I think. She continues to write, Another incident happened a couple of years ago when my cousin and myself went on visiting spooky sites near to where I live now with my family in, in mid-Germany. We read about a white lady who was supposed to haunt a quiet country road by the chapel she was buried at. We went looking for a grave, a beautiful spot. Later at night, I was in bed fast asleep when for no particular reason, I woke up and looked at the door. It was ajar and letting in a dim light from the hallway. There, I saw a woman in white with a veil across her face gliding towards me, staring at me. I was paralysed, I would be too, then found my power and kicked and screamed at her, then she disappeared. 
I turned on the light and at first I couldn't make out whether I was dreaming or not, but I was awake for sure. I still remember this spooky image very clearly. My cousin told me the next morning that she too had the weirdest dream about this white lady. Well, we have discussed before that spirits can meet you in your dreams. So maybe she she took the form of an apparition for you and then met your cousin in her dreams or maybe the lady realized that the apparition was maybe too much if you're kicking and screaming at her and thought the next best way maybe she wanted to contact you in some way and tried to talk to your cousin instead katrin also writes that something else that really fascinates me is that ever since we moved into our period cottage there was the feeling that we had company for me it seems like an old lady's presence well, you seem to have been right so far with most of the things that you're feeling, so I wouldn't put it past that it is an old lady's presence. And curiously, from time to time, it does smell like an old lady on the staircase. I told her at the very beginning that we will do our best to keep the house and let happiness be the ruler. From then on, it was never a strange feeling again when walking about, but the smell keeps popping up randomly. I can't explain it, weather or temperature-wise, it's just there. My husband and son don't seem to notice it, but as soon as I enter the staircase hall and realise the smell, I'm wishing her a good morning. That's the way to go about it. Like, just as if they're normal people still, doing their thing, because they probably are, but just on another plane to us. So, yeah, keep talking to her and keep wishing her that good morning. One last thing I care to mention, because I know you'll understand and know much more about it than I do. At the beginning of my letter, I mentioned this odd feeling I had about my uncle, that I might not see him again. The same thing happened to my dear father-in-law. He had COVID, came to hospital before vaccinations were available. He made it through the worst. Then we brought him into a care home for a couple of weeks, after which he was supposed to go to rehab. One bright Sunday afternoon, we walked up to the care home to visit him by the balcony. I hadn't seen him in a while, so I was really glad to see him. But all of a sudden, there was this terrible odd feeling which I hadn't had in so many years. Five days later, my dear father-in-law died quietly in the early morning. Something that also creeps me out is that I keep dreaming of people who I know, but I'm not very close to. Like my mum's third mother-in-law, a lovely old lady. I dreamt of her one night, never before, and the next morning my mum called to let me know that Hedwig had passed away that night. My answer was simply, I know, and then I told my mum about the dream. What really strikes me as weird is that one night a few years ago, I dreamt about a man from my dad's village. A week later, my dad told me all of the news of my childhood village and also that this man had recently died. I mean, why would I ever dream about a man I hardly know? So every time I dream about a person who doesn't belong to my regular social surroundings, I'm all alerted. Fact is that I definitely do believe in the paranormal. So sorry for sending such a long email. No problem at all. Don't worry about it, Katrin. But I felt I could tell you of all people about the goings on in my life. Keep up all the good work. Kindest regards and best wishes, Katrin. Wow, Katrin. The fact that you are seeing people that you don't see regularly in your dreams and then a bit later something happens really does say that you're tapped into something else there. And the fact that you've come into contact with like the spirits at Annersley Hall in the concentration camp and you've been able to get this much footage, I think you're like a magnet to them. You're drawing them in without realising. But I wouldn't be worried about it. You seem to be pretty content with it and 
you know, sort of know what's going on there and you're not scared, which is great. So I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who's listening to this episode of Monday Mailtime with me. We'll be back again this week for our main episode on Thursday. But don't forget, if you want to get that episode a day early or you want to access all of our bonus episodes, we've done episodes on the Doddleston mystery, the Pendle Witch Trials and Yvette's own past life experience where you can hear that in full. Go to www.paranormalpod.co.uk and you can find options there where you can get access to these. And as always, please send in your voice notes, send in your emails, whether that's of a story, of a topic suggestion or any questions that you have, send them on through. We want to hear from you. On email, you can send them through to contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or on our social media. And we also have WhatsApp. That's 075-999-27537. And one more time, that's 075 075- Five nine 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 two seven five three seven. I want to wish you a great rest of the week. I hope you enjoyed this week's main episode, and I can't wait to hear your stories next week. Just remember, things aren't always as they seem. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.